0: My personal and business goal is to be just a little bit better every day. I believe everyone, especially normal people, have a story to tell. The Virtus podcast exists to help us all find small ways of consistent improvement by discussing the journey and experiences of each of our guests. Hey guys welcome to the Veritas performance podcast we have a special episode today i'm sitting here with my good friend thomas curtis tommy welcome to the podcast thank you very much Lockie. tell me why we're here today i
1: uh, gonna chat about are you okay day which is happening on thursday which which will be today when we watch <laughs> it a little bit of inception but yeah just talking about why
0: it's important and why it's there yeah um yeah. I guess the whole point of Are You Okay Day is to talk about suicide awareness. But like as we were discussing before, it starts hopefully a lot sooner than that. Yeah. Um, I think
1: that's the thing. Um, for a lot of people that have gone through it um, and these awful things happening, some people kind of think, well, oh, if i would just been able to say something and, and I've been able to say, oh, are you okay? Or like help people out. Whereas, um, I think the, the crux of the issue is um, before that, being like a support network and being able to kind of have those conversations early on
0: when someone's going through something can make all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, like, I don't know, having the conversation, I think, is the first question. And it's the first thing we need to talk about. But, like, some people just don't want to talk. Yeah. Right? And I think we've got to be mindful of, well, yeah, we want to have the conversation, but if someone doesn't want to have the conversation and we push them to have the conversation. <laughs> It's yeah, it kind of becomes one of those things that it, it becomes really hard for, you know, support networks to help in that in that kind of aspect. Yeah. I think I think everyone kind of responds
1: to different things. So you kind of you have to look at your friend that you might be chatting to and just think, Well, they're notoriously pretty poor at asking for <laughs> help and they yeah. might not respond well the first way. Maybe I need to take him out for a beer or I need to I need to um go and lift some heavy weights with them. Like um, everyone is approachable in different ways and you don't necessarily need to say, are you okay? It's just about reaching out and and giving someone a kind of, just letting someone know that
0: you're there basically. And I guess some people are going to want to cheer you off and some people are going to want to talk about everything and kind of just unload. Um, And that's important to be there for those kinds those people. But some people would probably just want someone to, I guess, be there or have someone just, ask and not necessarily talk about it but it gives them that, that affirmation that yeah there's people here that care about me and want to help yeah um, and
1: that's the thing like um, I think it's, it's just a really good starting point um, and a lot of friends kind of they're not good at having those difficult conversations and And it can be a difficult conversation Like when someone's quite obviously going through something um, You don't really know what to say and stuff But um, yeah, I know like um, definitely for me um, You've always been a really good person for that Like um, the second anything happens You'll be right on the phone And it doesn't need to be a really serious thing You just say, God, I know you've, you've got a lot going on at the moment Are you okay? Yeah Like how are you dealing with it? It's good to have someone that will kind of that'll be on it like straight away whereas um, it doesn't need to I think some people sometimes they think it needs to be a big a big massive you serious Take serious take, take them and, out for
0: dinner talk like yeah. sit them down and talk about everything but yeah and I think it's that constant uh, presence um, for lack of a better term of having yeah ha- having that presence with your friends and family and, and people around you to Talk to them when there's stuff going on. Bye, Wade. See you, Wade. I've just ruined the podcast, haven't I? I, yeah. a bit. I was trying to be sneaky. Left. Love like to see if you guys are okay. You okay? We're good, mate. See Thanks. you. Guys. We're good. Thanks, Thanks, mate. Thanks for asking. And I guess like that kind of jovial, are you okay? Is kind of it's probably a good thing to get the conversation started. Yeah. But it, it's it's something that <clears throat> I know it probably annoys you a little bit where people you know gets to September 14 everyone goes, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay?
1: Yeah. It's, and that's, I guess one of the things that sometimes can be a bit frustrating is that people make light of it and, and, and it's, and that's fine. Like it's, it's a conversation, you kind of, you're bringing it to the surface and it, it's really important to do that. But at the same time, like, um, it's really important to actually look into why this is a day and why it's becoming because. It's quite a serious thing. and you, you don't want to be in a position where, um, like, after the fact. And that's, I think, one of the scariest things for me. Yeah. Having friends and family who have dealt with depression and, and suicide and, and coming back on those issues and kind of, and going, oh, Lord, I wish, You're like, you don't want to be at that point where you wish you could have done something. You want to be proactive and you want to kind of, you want to do things. So that, I think that's why it's so important. It's so important to me. Um, and it doesn't have to be on the day, and it's obviously
0: it's the worst day. to so, because because like I mean, it's it's such a but it's there for a reason. Yeah. And, I, and I think having the com like I say the conversation, but with the wider community talking, starting to talk about mental health and depression and things like that, it's starting starting, and it's not definitely not there, yet, but it's starting to become a little less of a t- t- taboo topic, um, which which is only a good thing, but. Yeah, I think it's still got a fair way to go. Um, I, I've certainly been like I had a pretty pretty good run with not having any friends or family have have any of these or directly have any of these issues. Um, but the last you know five four or five years, it's something that's kind of read it's read it's had way more often than than anyone wants. Um, you know, fingers fingers crossed it doesn't keep happening and things like that and things like this can actually get people talking about it, but. Yeah, it, it kind of slaps you in the face when it's when it's close to you and that's kind of when it gets, holy shit, like, you know, what could I do? And that's the, that's the worst thing. If something horrible does happen and someone does take their own life, it's that, oh, what could I have done differently? Um, yeah, there's a lot of guilt. There's a lot of guilt. And and at the end of the day, it is
1: great. And I think we've made leaps and bounds in the last five to ten years with with mental illness, not just depression, just mental illness on a whole. But... Um, it's becoming more prevalent as well. So it, it is important that we start talking about it because I feel like um, at, in the past it's been a very it's been a very like you can't admit it because it's very like it's it's just the thing that no one talks about and if it's someone a does pass away and
0: all these kind of things yeah
1: and and even I mean if you want to get into it like the where that comes from like the church it was very very um like oh you're going to hell and this kind of thing it's it's a very kind of like no one wants to talk about it issue and now I feel like it's gone the other way like everyone wants to talk about it and which is fantastic yeah. it's just we need to make sure. They're productive kind of conversations, and we're not just kind of
0: acknowledging it without
1: really dealing with the issues.
0: So. Yeah, and I think once now that the awareness is there, I think the two things that probably needs to continue to grow because it's definitely growing is is the education around why, like why things like depression and anxiety and, and mental health exists, and why people feel the need to go down the suicide route and things like that, um, and then as a matter of if we if we understand and you know we use the quote all the time if we if we know better we do better um if we actually can understand as a society why these things happen then we can start to take action around you know whatever part of that we need to Um, you know I, i know that from a neurotransmitter point of view it's it's a chemistry issue in our brain which is why depression and anxiety and 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 things like that occur and occur and more likely to occur in some people and I guess the big change I see is that hey it's not you as a person that's an issue or the reason why you're feeling like that like it's, it's genuinely a, a chemical issue in your brain which is why you're feeling like that And I guess it's understanding that and knowing that it kind of it shifts it from it's my fault which I think is probably where people get to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that comes back to
1: as well, like it's a relative issue. Like some people are born with, um, chemical imbalances in their brain and that can mean that they're destined to just deal with these issues. And then some people might have five awful things happen in the space of three months and and that will imbalance them. And it's not, once again, it's like, like when you're in that headspace, you think, oh, it's my fault and it's, and it's this and it's that. Um, where you started off as well, um, like it's getting the the general community to understand these issues. Like if we, if we understand them, we can start to to remedy them. Um, if you haven't gone through these issues, I know it can be quite oh, difficult yeah. to to really understand how someone could get to that point in their life. And then if I had a dollar for every time people had said to me, but. God, he had such a good life, and oh, and and he had so much going for
0: him. This is just not how these people think. Yeah, and it's not how it works. And I guess that's something that like, I've definitely struggled with it in the past in terms of understanding, and like I still do. Like I still under- I struggle with understanding it. I like I'm most of the time a pretty happy person. Like I get angry and grumpy and shitty. Like like most like anyone else, but for the most part, I've kind of seen myself as a fairly happy person. So when you talk to people that have been through it or are going through it and and I guess in, with my job and what I do, it's a conversation that I have way more than, I guess I used to and that I am comfortable with, but I like, for lack of a better term, I enjoy having that conversation because it gets people talking about it and to actually hear, I guess, from the horse's mouth, how people are feeling and people that are, you know, in the middle of it, fighting against, fighting against the kind of darkness, you, you start to I don't know, under, understand and appreciate the depth of what they're going through. And it's not just a, hey, they had heaps of money, they had a girlfriend, they had a car, they, they had a house, that you know, they should be fine.
1: Yeah, and and that is 100% correct. And, and I think one of the big things that everyone needs to kind of remember is like, and I get frustrated when I hear some of those conversations where people get angry. But at the end of the day, if you've just lost someone, you've gone through a range of emotions, you're angry at them yeah. because you feel like, and, and, and that's the thing, grief goes in many different ways. And if, for example, um, Chester Bennington had five kids or whatever, and, and everyone's just going, how dare he do that and to, to his kids and things. He had money and stuff. Yeah. And like, and, and he, oh, he, how could he do this to his wife and his kids and things? And, and they're putting the blame on him. It's like, it's just, unless you've been in that. That position where you've gone through that and you've felt those thoughts, like you can't fully grasp just how desperate he must have been. And um, I think that's one of those things we need to we need to. It's it's okay to feel angry at someone for that because it's it's just natural. But um, we need to remember that yeah, he he had some awful things going on in his brain, and and we need to kind of. Yeah, look at how to fix that. <laughs> we, no one wants it. It's, yeah, no and, and it's a
0: tough question. It's, it's how do we fix it, but how do we how do we manage it to a point where, or before the point where people feel as though that's the only option, mm-hmm. and that's their that's their go to. Um, and you know we don't have an answer, which is I guess why we're here. And it's it's a matter of talking about it and discussing it and figuring out well what can we do to uh, reduce the prevalence to start off with, and then to move forward and. And I think all of the awareness with Are You Okay Day and um, things that Beyond Blue and all those organisations do, it's, it's helping and it's part of it, but it's, it's getting everyone to a point where they're able to talk about it and there's not that shame and embarrassment and uh, head-in-the-sand mentality that's probably been prevalent of late or, of, yeah, five yeah. or six years ago. And I think, like,
1: that traditional oh, the first way to get better is admitting you have a problem. It's like, is true. And like you kind of, and one of the best things about like, you might just think, oh, I'm, I've been really bummed out lately. And and you're in the onset and you're going, oh, well, it's just like a phase and I'm just a bit down at the moment. It's fine. If you've got someone, if you've got that support network, you've got people kind of making sure you're okay, you can you can start to kind of get out of it. Whereas if you're trying to deal with things by yourself and, you, and you're not willing to kind of,
0: Yeah, like, like you're insulated, and you go around circles in your head, and it just keeps compounding and compounding and compounding, and then people find themselves in trouble. Yeah, Um, and I think people try and fix the problem they've got, or the they the problem they feel they have, and I think trying to fix it is probably the worst way of maybe attacking it because it's hey, here's a solution, and I guess you know I'm someone that's fairly logical in the way I go about things and like KP will be the first person to tell you whenever she's upset about something, I go, cool, what do I do to fix it? (laughs) And it's just a really simple, like in my head, it's just like, oh, well, this is why you're upset. This is how we fix it. And she's just like, like, I don't want you to fix it. I want you to help me, like help me deal with it, help me understand it and be there for me while I do it. And yeah, I struggle with that sometimes, but I guess I'm aware that I struggle with that. Yeah. Um, And yeah, as soon as we kind of get past the, hey, this will fix your problem and just be present be there and be someone who they can or everyone can talk to it's, it starts to open up doors for improvement
1: yeah and I mean
0: having, having gone
1: through some of these issues myself um, I think the biggest thing for me was like working on little bits at a time like we were just chatting before about like you're looking to like the, the, like the things that can compound it. And I go, all right, well, I'm not sleeping that well. I'm going to fix my sleeping. Yeah. I'm not exercising that much, which has kind of, it can help start exercising, being a sun more, yeah. all these different things. Like they might seem stupid and insignificant at the time. And like, no, my nan died. Like I don't need to get more sun. I don't need to exercise. I was yeah. fine before this. Well, every little thing that you can do, to make it go away will always help. So I think that was one of the big things. Um, a lot of people think oh, I'm in this rut and it's going to tick over. Eventually it's going to stop because time will fix it. Time will fix it. And, and it doesn't always, sometimes it does, but you kind of, you need to have that willpower to, to kind of just start making little things, little changes and things that can kind of get you out of that rut. And once again, coming back to Are oh, You OK Day, it's the best chance for you to go, Well, like, Tom's been in a bit of a rut for six months. I might chat to him instead of just going, Oh, it's it might be a bit awkward, like Yeah. If you're worried about the awkward conversation, just take him out for a uh, go to the movies, go for a beer, do something that you know they'll yeah, enjoy and, have and to just... actually
0: dial in on that. Let's <coughs> talk about that. We have to talk about that. Yeah. It's just and you know being there for someone is just as probably just the support they need and then when they're ready to talk they'll talk if they are ever ready to talk because some people just don't want to talk and i think that's okay as well but yeah there's different ways of showing you're okay yeah it's um it's it's one of those and it's such a hard
1: issue to deal with because it is not the same for everyone it's it rears its head in in different ways and it's such a, I mean we're getting better at talking about it but there is no easy way to talk about the pre- like you can't just go up and you've noticed something you know when someone's not doing so well and, yeah. and you know and
0: sometimes people just don't want to be around it because they're like it it's like it sucks yeah and there's certainly times where you kind of look back and you're like wow I should should have said something a couple of weeks ago or um, I should have yeah should have mentioned something I should have asked or. something like that but you know i think when you've got a gut feeling that something is something isn't quite right or something's up or or something like that um and something's out of character for someone then say something yeah talk to and if you don't talk to them directly talk to their their partners talk to their friends talk to their family someone because everyone you know most people i guess would have that one person that they talk to yeah on, on, on that kind of that health and that importance of, I guess, getting seeing the sunshine and eating well, um, from a, like from a chemical point of view, we talk about, uh, all the neurotransmitters. So dopamine, and serotonin, and all, all those kind of things. And if we're, if we're eating shitty and we're not putting the right kind of fuel in our body, our body's not going to produce the right amount of those neurotransmitters. So that's going to create, create an imbalance and an issue, which can lead to those problems at, work at Virtus we use kind of a 10 point scale in terms of holistic well-being because being well for lack of a better term being healthy and happy isn't just one thing it's it's doing the little things like you said really really well over and over again it's just an accumulation of those um, we use sleep because if we're not getting enough sleep we're not getting rested and we're not improving we use stress because stress is something that I guess is, is demonized and looked at as now stress is bad stress is a good thing because it it challenges us to i guess improve and work on things and you know that feeling of oh stress and i've had a big day at work geez i feel good because i've been able to challenge myself to improve i think that's really really important Um, the hydration side of things you know simple and people might think that this is arbitrary but 70% of our body's water. If we're not hydrated all the time, all of the processes and functions and everything that (coughs) that happens isn't going to help us get to where we want to get to. Um, What else do we use? We use getting out in the environment and the sunshine and and coming back to nature. Um, We use relationships and and purely because that can be our biggest source of stress and, and I guess, conflict for for a lot of us, we use movement as a big one, I guess, being a gym and um, we do a lot of things. that isn't just training, but being a gym, first and foremost, like we see the importance of movement every day in terms of helping someone's mindset. And it's not just going out and smashing yourself, but it's, it allows you, I know for me, it kind of allows you to get, if you're stuck in your, your thought process and you're going around in circles, and like I said before about compounding and compounding and compounding, it allows us to get out of that out of our body and out of our brain and just kind of into our body and and we you know the feeling Get any anyone to train for half an hour 45 minutes to their limit to their level um they're gonna feel good i guess you know the whole you never regret a workout kind yeah. of thing like yeah. it's it's cliche but it's true because yeah very very rarely will you leave a, a run or a session or something and feel worse than you actually did yeah um yeah, and, and as soon as we can start start to look at the things we can do and take action and, yeah, I can get a little bit more sleep, yeah, I can eat better, stop having KFC on the way home. <laughs> that wasn't about directed it. at you. Forget anymore, about it. <laughs> but start drinking a little bit more water, you know, stop having six beers a night. Like, they're actions that we can take and that we can help our friends and family and people around us take to start improving those little things. Yeah, I think that's a really important point as well. Um,
1: not KFC, because <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I'll, I'll <laughs> go down with that sinking ship. But, um, but that's the thing where, you, like, you've got to find your vices and, and like, you might read a book. But I think that's where we get into some really trouble because you might go, "Well, I have six beers and I feel a bit better." And and you go, "Well, that's the only time I felt good lately." I'm gonna have another six beers tomorrow, yeah. and then and that becomes a bit of a habit, and you. You have to look for, for healthy vices. Your workout's a prime example of that. It, it lets you re- release all of that stress and that pressure, but it kind of gets your blood pumping and physiologically it'll start you moving again. And, and it's a good productive thing. And sometimes like you get sucked into that, like, and, and then it's like a bit of a, it's a bit of a aid for the, for the issue and like, like drugs and alcohol and those kind of things that people use as vices. Um, yeah, you, you feel better
0: for six hours it's and the, then it's after- the sugar hit it's the bam that feels great straight away like you know you have have a chocolate or an ice cream or anything like that and that's fine it, it, but in moderation because if you keep feeding yourself you know those refined sugars and those really palatable foods that give you that sh- that shot of energy and happiness and that dopamine dump and, and things like that then it's all short-lived. It doesn't give you that long-term satisfaction, which is the same thing as you know your drugs and alcohol as a vice of, hey, this will numb the pain or this will make me feel good for a small period of time. Yeah. yeah cool. What about when you wake up tomorrow morning and you feel like shit and you're kind of back in the same spot? Yeah. Um. And I, yeah. And finding the, the balance between look like enjoying yourself and, and. Then looking after your long-term health and well-being is really important because if you keep going down those paths, then it, like I said before, it just adds up and adds up and adds up, and eventually something's going to break, and that can be through a whole range of different things. We can lash out, we can you know we, we make shitty decisions, we can yeah, it's it's hard, and it's, it's why we're talking about it because there's no this is this is the best way to do it. Everyone's going to look at it a little bit differently.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the thing, I guess, if you, if you kind of listen to some of the conversations that people will be having on Thursday and, and I guess even what we're talking about now, like you you might be... It's Thursday, today. Kind of, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Thursday today. Um, <laughs> you kind of you start going, well, like if I'm not dealing with this, then it can kind of help you to deal with people that are. If, if you're currently going through things, then you can start to go, well, people might want to help me they just don't understand how and if I if I reach out then I need to kind of look at how I do that because it can be intimidating like definitely had like friends and and such come up and and, and if you go up to someone and say I've got a lot going on right now I really need to chat like that's really intimidating because oh, all yeah. of a sudden the person that you're going to can say oh shit if I said the wrong thing then it's going like, it to it's going it to make it worse yeah. and obviously they might be a lovely person. They just kind of don't know how to take that. And you kind of need to pick your moments and,
0: and pick your people and, and pick the way you, you approach it. Cause I guess for the most part, the majority of people that have been you know down in that hole have kind of been able to pull themselves out with the help of the people around them. So it's definitely, you don't want to be an island. Like you want to be finding the people that can help. But you know, if, yeah, that's it. You don't want to have the wrong the conversation with the wrong person or the wrong conversation at the wrong time, and you know you get someone who's having a shitty day themselves, and we we all get caught up in our own shit sometimes, which you know isn't the best way to deal with it. But we all get caught up with our own shit. It's just the way it is, and we don't necessarily think f- straight away about other people's stuff. Yeah. Um, so you get to get someone the wrong day and and use that as your last resort. Um, and then you kind of, you're, you're up the shit creek because you don't know where to go from there. Yeah. And I think it's trying to find those little conversations to have before you get to that last resort. That's kind of the most important thing. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, which is hard. And then, you know, you used to, we spoke about it beforehand and you spoke about kind of happiness and, and sadness and anger and, and things like that. Um, we want to be able to feel those things. Because, you know, you, you don't understand what happiness feels like until you've been sad. And, yeah. and you, you know, there's, you know, happiness, sadness, everything in the middle. Well, in the middle, there's indifference and in how you feel. We, we want to be able to feel either side of that spectrum because it gives us... It allows us to enjoy the good times, but it allows us to be aware of the shitty times and say, well, it's not always going to be like this. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And there's a, there's a big
1: difference between sadness and depression, I think that's that's it's since that conversation's come up it's 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 really hard because someone might have a rough two weeks and have a shit time at work and not really having a great time in their relationship and they might go, I'm I'm self-diagnosed as depression and and it's very very different but then sometimes that might be enough to trigger someone to go into a like a, a like a spiral and, yeah. and go into that so it's really difficult. Like it's very static and it's very like, it's just at the end of the day, like you've kind of got to work on those things that are like making you sad. And like, if, if you think you're depressed then you can't sometimes, and like we're talking about reaching out, like sometimes you've got to get professional help and, and, and your friends can't cut it. And like you, you might wish they could cut it. Yeah. Um, But at the end of the day, like they're not trained to deal with these things and they might try and they might want to help you and and they might want to do the best they can by you. But at the end of the day, it's a very heavy issue and people train for years to try and like discuss these things. And they're the kind of people that you need around you and and you need your friends to kind of show you a good time and and help you out. But at the end of the day, some like, especially severe depression needs to be treated and I think that is one of the biggest issues, um, especially in my experience. Like you, 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 want to get out of it yourself and you want your friends to get you out of it and you want, you don't want to, cause it's a big step to go and see someone yeah. and, and, go into that environment, but it's where you'll get the best help. <laughs> it's, it's the best possible way to kind of get yourself out of that. So it is really difficult. Like it, but the, like the more we talk about
0: it, the more yeah. that we kind of. We start to remove that stigma around you know, yeah, and seeing a psych or seeing a professional or seeing a doctor or, you know, because if there's something going on and you don't necessarily want to go see a psych or, or, or someone like that, just go to your GP and say, Doc, I'm not feeling well. Or like, I think there's something going on. And, you know, they'll refer you out to, to whoever they feel as though he's going to help you best. Um, you know, like I had a chat with a mate a couple of weeks ago, he's been going through some stuff and it was just, and he said, I saw a psych the other day. I'm like, awesome. How'd that feel? He goes, it was actually really good. Like genuine surprise. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, because there's that, there's still that stigma around it. And, and I don't know, one of the, one of the goals I have for Virtus is to eventually get a psych that we work with or on site or something like that so that we've so that it's seen, seen as a normal thing yeah like you know you come come tell one of your friends that you saw a physio it's just it's just another th- another day you saw the doc because you were sick um you, you know you saw a mire because you needed a massage like don't all those things are seen as so mm-hmm. normal when if someone said I oh, went saw a psych it's not doesn't have the same connotations it has mm-hmm. completely different different way of looking at it yeah and
1: and that's that's exactly right. I think the stigma around mentioning the word depression has gone yeah. I think that now we're at a point where like it's, next step yeah we're on to the next step and now that's kind of going well you you cut your knee open you need stitches you go to the doctor you get a fix like you <laughs> now you, like you have a ton of issues going on or I mean depending on the person like we're talking about relative like You could have family passing away, your dog died, your relationship's going shitty, or it might just be you're having a bad time at work and it's not getting better, and that can kind of trigger you. And, And I think one of the biggest things is people going, oh, well, like, I'm having a shit time at work. That guy just had, like, three family members pass away and he's got no grandparents. Like, how dare I feel sad? And that... I can't go and speak to someone because... My suffering doesn't count well, it does because it, does, yeah. it all, all it means is that it's, it's relative to you, like you're not having a good time, and you kind of need to acknowledge, Well, yeah, look, yeah, those people are having a really tough time, and yeah. and they might be dealing with it on the surface a lot better than you are, but it doesn't take away from you, yeah. Like if you've got a problem, you've got
0: a problem, doesn't mean the way you're feeling is any less significant, not at all. Mm. That's, that's really important because some people can have you know world caving around them and bounce back and be, be okay yeah. some people can have something that seems insignificant or seems little happen and they feel as though their world's falling apart so I guess it's it's taking everything that happens on its merit and, and not kind of having that thread of comparison um, come in because as soon as you start comparing your feelings with someone else's feelings and for larger part what you have with someone else then it starts to then it just compounds and I think it, that's one of the big reasons why um, yeah why we're not able to discuss it and talk about it and things like that it's like yeah my problem isn't big enough well, your problem is still your problem and you need to respect it for what it is yeah
1: um, and, and one of the worst things, and that can cause a slight because that might be the case and you're kind of already not doing well and then something bad might happen to you and then you're already in that low point, then it's just... And, and if that's what's holding you back from getting help, then it's really important because like it might be a really igni- insignificant issue that just compounds and then it gets worse because then you're like, well, it's getting worse and I'm still, I'm still coming from the same it, yeah. place. So, like, I still can't be upset about it, but it's getting worse because I haven't talked about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think that's the way that it's going. I think we're breaking through that stigma and we're getting to the point where we're getting to the crux of the issue. It's just, we need to like keep moving forward and keep looking at where we're at and where we're going. And, um, I think for you, obviously with, um, yeah, with, with the gym and stuff, it's, it's a way that you kind of push your business and it needs to be the same way for, for everyone doing anything. You, you kind of, you look at where you're going and you try and move forward and you don't just kind of go, Oh, you know what? Everyone's talking about it now. Like 15 people shared a photo that says, are you okay? Like we've done our job. Like
0: wash your hands. It's a constant, constant uh, conversation and discussion and, and awareness and, and all these kind of things because then that, and di- and talking to your friends about it and talking to your family members about it and even if there's nothing going on directly at that time you have that conversation with someone who's in a great space at the moment three years down the track they might be in a shitty headspace and they kind of remember back to that conversation and go yeah I can talk to them about that what are the, like for you what are the what are the ways that you were able to get out of feeling like that and what are the things that you do now to stop yourself from Sliding back or so exactly one of the, yourself. so one of like I've, I've probably had maybe two or
1: three times in my life I've kind of I've dealt with these these issues and the first time I kind of I didn't get help because I had this really big thing in my head where I was just like I'm this ego problem where I was just like I'm like I'm tough I can deal with this kind of thing I, I'm not gonna ask for help um, and I kind of managed to dig myself out of it with like working out, I was studying psychology at school at the time. Yeah. So, like, started exercising, started doing things, um, like, fix my sleeping and things like that. Like I said, kind of worked on those issues. Second time, I kind of, it was a little bit worse. It was a little bit more kind of, um, more issues going on, um, and I kind of did the same thing and it wasn't working. I was exercising, I was doing all the things I did before, I was, like, um, and I couldn't sleep and I couldn't fix my sleep and I was, and a lot of things were going on, I just couldn't get past it. So I've gone, well, what I'll do is um, I might like open up to friends and things like that didn't really work for me. Um, and I kind of went, well, look, I've got to do something more proactive. I've got to take the next step. Bear in mind, this was a long time coming. Like I had spent months and months dealing with this and not really getting very far. So I decided to go and speak to someone, um, which is the best thing I've ever done. Good. And you kind of... And, and it's one of those things and everything you said is so true. Like you kind of go, oh, I, like um, I can't let yeah. anyone know that I went and did that and oh, I, all this kind of stuff. And I didn't tell anyone, just kind of did it. And like you said, you go in there and I had no expectations at all. I've gone, no one knows me better than I know me. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one that can fix my problem, blah, blah, blah. And they just managed to kind of like make you see things rationally and and it just helps out so that was the way and then yeah from then on you kind of realize well if i'm going that way yeah it's all well and good to fight it out and and have your have your friends and stuff but if you can't dig yourself out of it you just need to kind of swallow your pride and and just kind of go look because now it's not for me it's yeah. not it's not an issue it's You just. If you get back there you'll You'll know that that's an option and that's somewhere somewhere you can go. Yeah, and and like you said, the doctor analogy is perfect. Like it's and and what you said is fantastic because it needs to be that simple. And like you might still not, you might never get to the point where you kind of will say it open. Oh, I just went to the, the, the psychologist. Like, well, but it won't be yeah. as as accepted as a physio. But if it's I if it's, if the service it. is there, yeah. then won't be so like i've already like i've got like plenty of friends that are that are seeing people and and like not at the time when i was but now i'm at a point where and for me it's not weird like and they kind of and for them it might be like they tell me and they go oh like um i did this and um oh you probably think i'm crazy and i go no like (laughs) not at all You, you like it's it's the best and most efficient way of dealing with the issue so i think um
0: it's fantastic that it's starting to kind of... Yeah, uh, and I guess something that's been uh, in like the widespread media this year has been AFL players and the AFL community in general has been I think, incredible with over the last couple of years pumping up awareness and improving the awareness for it is AFL players taking a week or two off when they feel as though they're struggling and then you hear that ignorant call of, they're they're AFL players they've got everything going for them they get paid well they get to kick a footy around as a job what would they have to be depressed about and I think that's kind of where we're at at the moment where part of the society is, is embracing the importance of it embracing the need to look after yourself and look at mental health in a very similar light I know they're completely different but in a very similar light to how we view physical health and you know if someone said I've got a sore hamstring I'm going to miss four weeks someone goes i've got the pressure i'm going to miss four weeks like it's it's like wait what like they're two yeah you know, it's it does seem a little uh a little foreign and a little alien that we look at those two things the same way but i think in a way it's probably important that we do um, start to at least start to figure out what that looks like yeah um, yeah how we actually you know Objectively, measure that a player needs some time off. I don't know. I don't know how, how we do that. But, um, and, and that is one of those really difficult
1: things. And one of the other things, apart from the fact that the comments about, oh, well, why is Buddy Franklin, he's got Jacinta Campbell and he's got well, a million, <laughs> 1.2 million reasons to be happy. Like, at the end of the day, it's not as simple as that. It's kind of, for him, it might be missing a game once, once again, relative. Like, if you miss out on a grand final, like the Port Adelaide boys last night, like, I mean, six nights ago, but, um, like they, um, five days ago, who's <laughs> counting, but like, that's the thing for them. That's uprooted that they've spent their whole year just pushing for this one end goal and they've had it all stolen away on the last given night. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah.
1: that for someone would be gut-wrenching and for them that like yeah they're rich and they've got this but that's their that's their thing so i think um it's it's really it, it is an, an ugly conversation that you can have when these sports stars will kind of Come up and they'll come out, but then one of the other things is well, this year with such an influx of players doing it, people are going, Oh, he's not depressed, he's just, Oh, it's drugs or it's this or it's that. They're on their last strike and things like that. Yeah. It's really difficult. The
0: same as a cop out, still, yeah,
1: it is a massive cop out. And and they kind of like because Tom Boyd, Travis Cloak, all these players that come out and they've gone, Oh, well, they haven't ever done it before, and now all of a sudden we've got like we've got 15 players this year that are all depressed. I think it's a cop-out. And it's like, well, how do you differentiate? Like, I am 100% certain that, like, some of these players have got it and whether the other ones don't or do, like, then it's not. Deal with but, it
0: differently or better or worse. Or yeah, what? but, like,
1: no one wants to be sitting on the bench and not playing. And, and when you look no at this, Yeah, and, the, like, the symptoms of depression – um, like being lethargic and, and not being able to leave your bed and things like that. Like, yeah. yeah. Apart from the fact that you'd be next to useless at football. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you'd, you'd have no energy. You, you wouldn't be playing your best footy. Like it's it's in the club's best interest and it's great. Like what the Bulldogs have done. Yeah. I think it's in the... They're, they're every, really being in the best interest because... Quite accommodating. Yeah. And, and God, if you look at the Swans with Buddy Franklin in the middle of a final series just said no he's more important than the game and that'll come back tenfold because players will know that they've got that support network around them and they've got now they've got club psychologists and and all sorts and that's fantastic because that's going to get them back on the park quicker it's going to make them feel a whole lot better about themselves they're going to play better footy so definitely even for even for work I had a conversation um, about someone taking um days off for mental health taking mental health day yeah, yeah mental health day and yeah. and, and the boss kind of kicked up a bit of a shit and said that it wasn't it wasn't like a, a, a worthy reason yeah for a sick day and they kind of I think they for whatever they got fired or whatever and it's been through the courts and, and it's like at the end of the day like if you're not happy and you're not kind of you're in this position where you're at work and, and you're depressed and things like that, you, your work output... Is oh, just your productivity... Just, your productivity yeah. just spirals. And yeah. some of the best, like um, my company do a lot of work for... Um, oh, I'll oh, say so Main ben, Freight. Yeah. Oh, I, can, I can plug them. Yeah, give Ben a <laughs> <an> plug. <laughs> yeah, but... Um, yeah, man, um, yeah, and Ben. Um, but Mainframe. So So um, they do a lot with their employees in terms of... Um, HR and, and kind of working with them. And they're so, they, they, they're just killing it. And it's like you show people a little bit of like support and a little bit of kind of, you, you give them a little bit and they'll grab, grab onto it. And it's one of those things, if you work someone to the bone, um, and they've got things going on at home and they've got all sorts yep. of things, it's the, that's the their productivity way. is just going to be like in the dumps because they've just got no sort of satisfaction whatsoever. And if you go to work and you're happy and it's one of the things you push at Virtus and one of the things that my boss pushes at work, and
0: if everyone's happy, then they're going to do a better job. Yeah, 100%. And it's just a better environment to be in. So Yeah, and I think, I think when everyone's in that environment and they're able to... Be supportive and be a fun place to be. People are more likely to want to go to work, and they're more likely to want to spend more time at work, and they're more likely to want to do all the things that make a good employee and make and makes a good environment. Because, it, like, you know, the environment. You know, we look at the people around us as one, but then the environment you spend your time in. If you're in a positive, uh, supportive environment all the time, or at least the majority of the time, you're going to feel supported and you're going to feel like you can do what is right and I guess when we're talking about Virtus, Greg has been amazing for that in terms of just bringing awareness to it, like if he doesn't feel up to, and I'm sure he won't mind me saying this because he said it on the podcast before but if he doesn't feel up to 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 treating for a day and to coaching for a day he'll take the day off and he'll reschedule and he'll, and he'll move people to a time when he's been able to recharge his batteries and something that me as a, as a boss and a manager is something that I'm getting a lot better at is understanding what different people's needs are. Um, and, you know, we've got kind of half our staff are kind of introverted and they, they need alone time and, and them time to recharge, And then the other half of our staff are more extroverted and they kind of get their energy from other people. And I think when we start to be aware of that and be aware of, the different types of people and and where they get their energy in then we can start to go well yeah cam's probably gonna be better off around people and getting up and about and i know i'm certainly like that but you know greg might be better off being at home and relaxing and same with katie and like like I'm, i'm aware of that and and we're all aware of that and we know that yeah we know what helps each other get up um and i think that's really important just just as an awareness point of view for for any bosses, managers, people who are in a, in a place of leadership, is part of leadership is understanding the people that you're leading. And I think if you understand the people that you're leading, you're much better equipped to lead and to, you know, from a business point of view, when it all comes down to dollars and cents and bottom line, and if you're able to lead and understand what people need, that's just going to help the bottom line at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's some give and some take
1: yeah and it's, it's a business point of view it's a, a sporting club point of view it's, it's when, everything when it's and, all output measured yeah Yeah, and even just being a good friend like you, the more you understand your friends and the needs and things the better friend you can be the better relationships you're going to have in your life and, and whether that's your friendships or your relationships or anything like if you take that second and it's like it's hard for some people to do and some people will never do it but if you look at your friend and you take five minutes out of your day and go well he's quite different to me like he is introverted and i might need to kind of approach that differently and 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 you kind of you understand it's all about understanding and and i think sometimes we'll just skate over a person's needs and, and you kind of you, you pigeonhole and, and and whatever but if you understand someone fully then you can understand how to help them and you can understand how to kind of like fix your relationship and and another point to that is like just open conversation yeah. you, you need to like it's it's so simple but like if you're like letting things go and you're dragging things down and like holding on to things and and it, it just results in pettiness and you'll lose friends and you will lose relationships yeah and look back in 10 years and go god he was a really good friend but i could never get
0: past that one thing he did yeah and i was just too and then when you actually have that conversation about that thing that happened it's like well everyone's motives were different everyone looked at it a different way well this happened because of this oh no I thought you did this because of this then you know it's just like a misunderstanding and it all comes back to communication and being able to talk about it and and things like that and I I guess I'm fairly the type of person I am I'm fairly lucky that I never really hold a grudge like um, I think six months is about my limit like I just don't like I just don't yeah (laughs) six months maybe seven but like I've got this I know. Like, I'm, I think I'm lucky because I don't hold grudges. Like, if someone does wrong about me or something bad happens and I blame someone for it, usually a couple of weeks, a couple of months, later I'm over it, I don't care. And we look at how we can move past it. Um, and, you know, whenever something bad happens, there's always that want to blame and to, go to figure out whose fault is it. And I guess one of the things that's really helped me is that ownership of everything that happens happens to it uh, happens because of you it doesn't happen to you it happens because of you so you know if kp shitty at me because i've done something or you're shitty at me because i've done something i need to look at myself and how i best deal with that next time and yes you need to communicate with me that there's something going on and i need to communicate with you and then that starts to open it up and you don't have that thing you're shitty about for five years that you you know, like, one of the things that, like, breaks my heart and I hate it when you hear about families that don't talk. Oh, yeah. Because they yeah. like, and I know we've gone a little tangent here, but you hear families that don't talk because usually it comes down to communication and a lack of, and a lack of being able to communicate and lack of understanding about each person's problems and, and each person's struggles and the differences between each people, uh, each person, and, yeah.
1: Definitely, definitely important and and it's one of those things and, and it's like i said it's such a simple thing but it's just it's one of those things that people kind of struggle with and and it might be ugly and it might be uncomfortable and people just like skip over it and it's such an important thing um empathy as well empathy is a massive one Ooh, yeah. because and that's a that's a that's a quality but like not not all people kind of some people struggle with, but yeah. at the end of the day, like you you start putting yourself in other people's shoes and, and it just opens up worlds. Like um mm. definitely what we're talking about with um depression and I mean and that and Are You Okay Day is just not about depression and, and suicide. Yeah. It's it's
0: about a range of mental illnesses. Well, it's um, the accumulation of everything that leads to yeah leads to that. And I think it's <clears throat> understanding that it's not it's not a point A to point B. Issue. It's a thousand thousand different roads leading into the one issue. It's figuring out what are the... I don't know, I'm big on action and and making sure that you actually do something about it. If you're annoyed, talk to someone. If you're you're depressed, talk to someone. If you've got something wrong with something someone's done, talk to them. Um, And then you're going to be best equipped to, I guess, talk through it and deal with it. But it's figuring out what are the best ways to take action around each of those points to actually get us to a point where we don't you know, that suicide rate starts to drop and people don't feel as though don't feel as though that's the only option or that's the last resort or that's the thing that they need to do because yeah, it's uh it leads a big hole and a you know a lot of um anger and blame and guilt and stuff in its wake because yeah, of whatever reason it ends up happening. Yeah. And I and I guess that's that's exactly
1: why we're having this conversation and why everyone we'll be having that conversation today on Thursday mm-hmm. because it, it is such an awful thing to happen and it's an awful thing to go through. And that's why it's so important that we need to start having these kind of chats. and mean, we, we need to go further than just, um, just that, Oh, it's, there's no stigma on depression. Some people have depression and like, and, and still sometimes still people will kind of go, Oh, like, that guy, that guy's, like, a depressor or whatever. And, like, some people are very open about it. Some people, you would never know in a million years that they've got that yeah. stuff going on. They just keep it under wraps. Some so of the, like, I guess, the strongest
0: and most, I guess, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but the people that present that um, psyche of, of being all-conquering, they tend or- to be the people that... You kind of you talk to him properly and you have that conversation. You're so far out, like I can't believe that you've been through that. Well, I think for
1: for me, um, and like you mentioned before with Greg on his podcast, I heard that, and I've just gone, oh my god, <laughs> like, I can't believe that he's one of the like the most stoic people I've ever met. Yeah. But in a way, it kind of makes me understand. Well, that's why he's so thoughtful. That's why he's so caring, and and when you have an appointment with him, so attentive because he's gone through that himself, and he can now like identify with other people a lot yep. better and, and once you have gone through those issues um, you do look at people differently and you kind of go I definitely think it opened up a big thing for me where, where I'm kind of all of a sudden I'm relating to people differently because I'm going oh fuck like I didn't really yeah. relate very well to him at all and I was quite a dick but in reality like he's got some stuff going on I might not be able to identify with him yeah. as a person
0: what well, allows you to walk a mile in their shoes because you yeah. you've You understand, and you start to realise, and I guess like at the ripe old age of twenty five, the older, (laughs) but the older I get, the more I realise that like people are for the most part good, and they want to do the right thing, and they want to be happy and healthy, and they want to have friends and family and stuff, and and you when it's when you're young, it's really easy to kind of pigeonhole people into. certain certain areas and oh they're just shitty, they're just grumpy. When you get a little bit older you start to realise well, they've got so many different things going on like I don't know what you had for dinner last night (laughs) I have no idea what you did yesterday like I don't know what you did yesterday during the day so I don't I can't assume all of your experiences and and things that that just happened yesterday and you've got you know there's 25 years of that that's, that's ticked over that I have been present for small parts of it but yeah, to try and think that you know what someone's going through or what someone's what's going on in someone's head, it's a really simple kind of trap that we fall into. That we go, oh, they're just a dickhead, or <laughs> they like they're just being an asshole. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're being an asshole, but which is fine. But they're being an asshole because of this. Mm. And there's always, I guess, there's always a reason for for people's behaviour and, and what we're mm-hmm. what we're looking to do, you know. In the general community and in societies, we're looking to change behaviour towards a positive, more positive outcome for everyone. Um, and we're never going to get to a point where everyone's, you know, sing songs and <laughs> jumping around and stuff like that. But I guess it's finding that what are the things that we can connect on, and what are the things that we realise, hey, we don't have to connect on this. But you know, well, yeah, what can we do to, I guess, move forward as a as a community in a group, and and that's why, I like, that's why I love the people that surround it uh, the people that surround me is because it's a community and we're all kind of, we're all in it together for lack of a better lack of a better term and stuff like that. Yeah, um,
1: Henry Owens does a really good bit in one of his stand-ups and he, and he talks about how he was quite a pessimist and quite negative and, and he talks about that change, seeing things over time that kind of made him realise, well god like the by acting like that you're just being counterproductive and, and you just kind of and if you and if you're constantly judging people at face value then you kind of you're not you're not going to make the world a better place you're not going to do anything positive yeah. for the world you, you're contributing nothing and and he said that made me move away from that and just start making a difference and it's one of those things where you're 100 correct like people are inherently good and like, and and all the problems in the world, this has gone very off tangent, all the problems in the world at the moment, like, and people that people are struggling to find common ground. At the end of the day, people just want to feed their family. They want to be happy and they just want to be able to eat food and and go to sleep and not feel like they're going to be killed tomorrow. And, and and at the end of the day, like you just need to find that common ground wherever it is that like, if that's the most basic and, 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 like the only way you can relate to someone that's fine but you need to find ways to relate to different people and um definitely at work is one for me like um that i keep striving and trying to get better at but like you don't get along with the guy at work and and you might see different see things in a different light like you've just kind of got to push through it and just go you know what i'm at work (laughs) like at the end of the day he is a nice guy i just don't like see eye to eye and, and you need to work yeah. past it instead of just going he's an asshole I don't like him I'm never going to get along with him yeah because it's a self-fulfilling prophecy like we are talking before if you have a negative mindset oh yeah you're going to be negative if you have a positive mindset you're going to start having
0: a better time yeah, and getting poor along with me, me, and then you like you know better off and you, you kind of end up in that you end up going down that route because you're not looking at things the right, right way and you know, for me, perspective is everything. If we, it's really easy, like, you know, I've had a big day at work and I've got to pay bills and oh, shit, I rents, you know, rents 800 bucks more this month because we've got to pay council rates or whatever, like whatever it is. And I get real shitty about that. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm running a business of, so you know, I've just paid six, of my st- like six staff. Like, yeah, I've got to pay rent, but I still get to go to work tomorrow and work at it somewhere that we've created as a team. Like, you know, that perspective kind of makes it all okay. Um, and you know, where, and we could talk all day about what, why, <laughs> why, why the problems in the world are happening at the moment, but I've got a theory and I'll try and be as succinct as I can. But like one of the things that like the first thing we learn in psychology in school is Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? So it's, yeah, sure. so it's what we need and it's like what we need first and then what makes us happy and things like that. So it's, we need food, water, shelter, and warmth first. Yeah? Yep. then we need our security, we need stability we need freedom from fear so we need to know that we're not going to get eaten by a lion when we're asleep at night we need that belonging and love so we need friends, family and, and partners and relationships around us and then we need um, our, our achievement and mastery and our recognition and respect so that what we're actually doing is, is making, a world, making the world a better place so that we're actually contributing to society and then we need that self actualization, that ability to pursue the things that make us happy and I think the reason, one of the reasons why there's so much conflict in the world at the moment is because we've ticked all those boxes and we're so comfortable in terms of, for the, for the most part, and especially in like our circles and things like that. And like what's one, I guess it's part of the reason why I think a lot of the conflict's happening in the US at the moment is because they're not the people that are in third world countries. They're not arguing with each other as much like of course, of course there's going to be argument but we're so comfortable that we go hey what else can I bitch about like what else can I yeah. can I whinge about and it's you know it's almost more the wealthier populations tend to be the ones that loggerheads with each other yeah. because, or with themselves and with each other because they're able they allow themselves that comfort of, of knowing that they're going to be able to go sleep in a nice warm bed every night to be able to chase those things that they think they're passionate about in terms of well, they're doing that, and I don't like it, so I'm going to march against it. Yeah. If they had to find, search for water and food and shelter, they would they wouldn't be marching with pickets and you know kind of going back and forth things and like that. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think and I think that's that's one of the reasons we're like we're almost we've evolved to a point, and we've evolved our society to a point where we're almost too comfortable. Yeah,
1: I think it was it was a massive wake up for me um, going to Cambodia earlier this year and seen people there and like they had like a soccer ball that would have been about 25 years old and they had and like happy had were they kicking been down. up house and they were the happiest kids i've seen in my life and they were like and they were so everyone was just enjoying themselves like the, the people work like all day all night and and it's like they come back and the family time is so cherished and stuff and you get caught up over here in a million different things and everyone needs the newest iPhone <laughs> and the newest laptop and yeah. TV and new car and all this kind of stuff. And it's just at the end of the day, like what makes you happy? It's like your, your family time, your relationships, things like that. And, and over there, it's all they've got. Like they've, yeah. they don't have
0: like that. They're, they're never going to have an iPhone, but do you, like, do they need but one? When we get caught in that, like that gratification mindset of, well, this is going to make me feel good and back to what we spoke about before it's that kind of hit of sugar like it's you know jumping on Instagram and seeing that you've had a few more likes and jumping on Facebook and like like I'm, I'm aware that I am on my phone way too much um and I'm doing little things to try and help me get off it and things like that and I I'm, I'm seeing improvement and I'm feeling improvement people around me <laughs> hopefully will see, hopefully they're seen the same thing but um I, I think I'm getting better at it and but people go for go to those things because it's it gives us that extra dopamine dump and it gives us that quick and it's instant it's it's, and, instant. Yeah. it's in, yeah instant gratification and it's um, and I think that's one of the things that helps us fall down like we'd rather sit on our phone and scroll than talk to the people in front of us and talk to the people next to us, and yeah that's kind of a breakdown in communication like we spoke to before, and like I'm not saying this from a from an ivory tower like I'm saying this because I know I like I know it's something that we all need to get better at, but I think it's Figuring out how we how we do that without kind of throwing the baby out of the bathwater because phones and laptops and all the new things have become such an important part of you know twenty first century life that we need to be able to go well yes it's a problem no it's not going anywhere what are we gonna to do to to gonna kind of help us move through it and move past it and. To use it as a positive. Yeah, I think being conscious is the biggest thing. Like, like your, yeah. self-awareness. If you, you self awareness. Self
1: awareness is the biggest thing ever, and um. Like that used to scare the shit out of me because I was just like, "Why am I here? What? Like, <laughs> I don't believe in God now. Like, what, what's gonna what's gonna happen to me when I die?" And I this an existential questions. crisis
0: once a week. Yeah,
1: and I had, like had this existential crisis when I was like twenty, and I was like, "What's like, what's going on?" <laughs> and then you start going, "Well, no, you want to you want to be a good person. You want to leave a legacy. You want to like you, you whatever satisfies you is what you need to do more yeah. of." and and I feel like everyone, if you make friends with someone and you have a, an ongoing friendship with someone and you kind of both work out and stuff, that, that feels good for everyone and, yeah. and everyone that builds people up and it, and it makes them feel good. So it's important being conscious of where you're at. Like you, you don't kind of like you, if you always say that you're always sad, then, then you're always going to be sad. I was saying before about like, um, social media, like a lot of people that go out and oh, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy sometimes they're not happy and like it's it,
0: don't get me wrong like if, if you're constantly striving to be but if happy if you get your happiness from from that constant positive self-affirmation then go nuts because yeah. that's you doing you but i think when you i don't know one of the things that if you get your happiness from stepping on others and from throwing throwing rocks at others then that's where you kind of need to go step back look at it and go well Shit! This isn't making the world a better place. This isn't helping it. This isn't serving my community yeah. and the people around us. This is just making me feel good quickly at the expense of someone else. Yeah, and that comes back to consciousness
1: because I think I've definitely done that at times. And I think, um, yeah, I think we all have. Yeah, I think, and and it's that ability to go, holy shit, I was a dick then, and <laughs> I found it funny, but like it's not right, and it's not the way I should be, yeah. and um, and I need to work on that. So. You, never like, you can never stop yourself from doing it all and I'm a massive shit talker so I'm never going to stop but you <laughs> yeah. just need to pick it to, like you can't go doing that. to someone know when to bite your tongue and when to yeah you
0: know, and you've got to yeah. pick like, you can banter with people all day one one, fa- yeah my favourite thing like one of my favourite thing in relationships and workplace is that banter and it's knowing that like it's having you know that, those jibes at each other which creates can create an extremely positive uh, supportive environment but when it becomes like nasty and and sometimes it can be it can be thrown across as something that's just jovial and not meant to be nasty when someone takes it as nasty it's nasty so it's going well from both ends the person who said it needs to be made aware that it's nasty and that it's you've gone too far but the person who's coped it needs to go hey that's not on because then like otherwise you don't know and you don't know that there's something something's been said that you're that someone's not happy about or something like that which which is hard like like that that's that got to communicate communicate. (laughs) (laughs) everything comes back to effective communication and and we all like none of us are mind readers we all assume we know what's going on in someone else's head but we got no fucking clue exactly um yeah so i think it's one of those things every podcast I ask a bunch of questions at the end I'm not gonna I <laughs> I was gonna escape this one but yeah I'm, I'm, on. not, I'm not gonna ask I'm not gonna ask all of them um, I'm just gonna ask a couple of them all to do with what we're talking about what are you grateful
1: for? Um, I'm grateful for my, for my friends my family um, and that's pretty much I'm grateful for a million different things like, yeah. but most of them stem from those ones because at the end of the day everything I have and everything I've kind of got is from my family Um, And my friends. My friends kind of shape me as a person, as my family have. But then, I mean, if you look at why I get to sleep in a comfy bed every night and things like that, it's what mum and dad have given and my grandparents and everyone. So, yeah, definitely. Everything stems from them. I'm grateful for a lot, though. (laughs) What is happiness to you? Happiness for me is, in a weird kind of way, which might not make sense, but it's being content. Because um, I've gone through a lot of like phases of uh, like existential crisis, um, discontent, things when I, like something feels wrong, yeah. and that's a, for me it's just that comfortable being able to go to work every day and and go to sleep at night and be yeah. and be comfortable. Okay, like, uh, and and obviously we've talked about comfortable can be a bad thing, but for me it's just being like waking up every morning, being happy to go to work and and see friends and do yeah. things like that because it's it's kind of it's for me like it's I don't care what I'm doing I don't care if I'm playing video games or if I'm going to the gym if you're content you're happy if I'm content then I'll I'll do it I'll be at work I won't be anywhere or is it if I'm in a bad state then it doesn't matter where I am I could be playing football I could be playing video games yeah
0: and it just won't be satisfying for me Uh, and I think that's that's such a such an important point because that's what you see as happiness so that's what's going to make you happy from like I don't know, I'm, like I'm similar in some aspects, but for me like I like being uncomfortable. Like I hate it, but I like it because I, I like I like that challenge of being uncomfortable and I, like I know you do too sometimes. I like yeah. confrontation. Yeah. So that's that's probably <laughs> that's pretty true. uncomfortable for but, some people, but, but yeah. I think I think when when people like have that have that want to chase that next paycheck or that thing that that success or that happiness that they feel is around the corner they're always constantly chasing it and it's like a dog chasing its tail. Like it's just going around and around and around and you never actually catch it. So I think that ability to be content and be happy and kind of like you do you around what you think is happy, that's the most important part. Because as soon as we start to chase that external validation or that thing that's seemingly just over the hill but it's like it's never actually attainable, that's where people fall down and people kind of fall into that. That spiral. And 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 you
1: know what I'm like with work as well. Like I'm a perfectionist when it yeah. comes to and, and, when it yeah. comes to work and things like that. So for me, that that stress is fine. Yeah. Like I I thrive off that and, and it makes me... you comfortable with that stress. Exactly. So, yeah. so for me, that, that stress isn't like uncomfortable. It's yeah. kind of it pushes me to be better at what I do. Yeah. Whereas um really the things that make me uncomfortable is like um when a relationship's not going well or, or, or I'm not getting along with the guy from work or if I'm like whatever, that kind of stuff weighs on my head. Or if I'm not happy with what I'm doing, if I've been an asshole with someone yeah. and like I think that's a big one for me, like um, worrying about what well, not, I kind not, of... So not keeping up with your standards. Yeah. And standards. and for me, that's troubled me more than any... Like outside influences don't have a massive effect on me yeah. and, and that's way that I've always been different in terms of like dealing with what i've got going on because for me i set my own standards and i kind of if i'm not meeting them then that's a big deal for me yeah. and um, i don't know whether you're gonna ask the question but um for me my, one of my the best quotes i've ever heard was um it's a bukowski quote and it's if you're losing your soul and you know it then you've still got a soul left to lose mm, which has resonated so much with me because i got to this point where i was like oh like i'm i'm not Keeping up with what I want, like I'm, I've kind of lost it. I've lost like all this kind of stuff. I'm consciously aware of all these things that I'm not doing right, and then I saw that and it just spoke to me because I was just like, "What am I? Like, (laughs) I'm worried about it, so I must still have something in there, and I I can, and I can flip it around." So that kind of made me go, "Well, you know what? I need to try harder. I need to be a better friend. I need to be a better like um, like family member and things like that." So it's it's all kind of. If you get down in the dumps and you get stuck in that rut, you need to kind of you can't just be negative. You've got to kind of work yourself out of it and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. important. Good. If you could give
0: teenage you one piece of advice, what would it be?
1: Ah oh, um I don't think i listen to be honest. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm pretty notoriously bad at listening to advice. Um, oh, I'd probably just Say to kind of um, be more or well, be more self-aware. When I was, yeah, when I was a teenager, I was very very poor at um, understanding myself. Like I, I had no idea what made me happy, what didn't make me a teenager. happy. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, and I I hadn't figured it out, at all, yeah. but I thought I'd figured it out. So and it was one of those things, and yeah. and you know now I think I've got it figured out, but I, I don't think I do. But whatever, like it's. At the time, I kind of gone, I'd pigeonholed everything in my life and I'd gone, this is what is the case with everything and I know everything. And I'd probably try and tell myself to be a bit more humble and kind of go, you don't know everything about everything. <laughs> you, you've got a lot to learn and, you yeah. and you'll kind and you get there. But with um, career, was a big one because I just never wanted to be a tradie and I didn't think I could do it. I didn't think I wanted to do it. And then for me, it was a moment of actualization where I go, oh, you know what? um this is really fulfilling this is really great and um and now yeah, yeah doing really well so it's it's one of those things just knowing my place because <laughs> sometimes i kind of struggled with that growing up awesome
0: lovely work any more for any more any more for any more yeah
1: Well okay. that's all the questions i got
0: yeah no um Oh God! I'd ask them all back, but we might be here for hours. <laughs> yeah, we will. Well, I'm actually doing my own policies interviewing interview in a couple of weeks, so we'll, we'll get all those on. Um, I guess, I guess, you know, hopefully you guys got something out of today. It's something that is very important to me and Tommy and and yeah. I guess advertis, we want to create a, a a facility and an environment where people are comfortable coming in and talking, um, or just coming in and being being there and yeah like let yourself feel what you want to feel and if you need help ask and and don't assume that people know how you're feeling because it's yeah everyone's kind of worried about their own shit whether that's the right thing to do or not so if you yeah if you need help there's you know beyond blue and are you okay and, and lifeline and stuff like that and just yeah talk to people around you